Jalen uh, drop fire intro. <laughs> Say less. <laughs> I need to feel the weed entering my body. I need to feel good. Fam, it is your boy, the Soul and the Sativa, the master of Micah, the Bobby Fisher BHO, also known as Ned Sparks, also known as fucking Willie the Cool Penguin, Lord Baltimore. I am here today for a new episode of Let's Talk About It with my co-host, King Cron. King Cron. And uh, I have brought a very near and dear friend of mine as a guest, Aaron Brown. You can find him on the IGs at Brown About Town. Uh, and the town he's referring to is the city of Baltimore. It's Baltimore, if you will. Uh, Aaron is a videographer, a photographer, a DJ, uh, an overall just generally cool guy. Uh, if you need to know somebody, Aaron Brown is the guy to help connect you because he knows everyone and everyone loves Aaron Brown. Uh, I think that he uh, he's somebody that is super helpful to the culture in all ways, has a fly sense of style, and uh, today we're going to talk about it. So, Aaron, how are you? I'm doing as great as everyone can be at the With the World on Fire, right? Do you, do you feel as though it's on fire? No, no I don't. Like, is your world on fire? Honestly, no. Shit happened, like a lot of shit happened at the beginning of, uh, at the beginning of quarantine and all the shit happened, but um, Overall, still net positive. Like, a hard net positive. Still net positive, I'm loving it. Yeah. A hard net positive. A hard net positive. Someone, like a friend of mine said, this is the closest that our generation may experience to retirement, so we've all just been on a very loose retirement for the past, like, five months, six months. Well, I know for me, uh, I mean, I've been on kind of an entrepreneurial journey the last few years anyway. My thought process is now, at this point, if you, and I say you as a generalization, meaning anybody, if your thought process isn't, what can I do today to be happy, like, and find a way to make the things that make me happy, make me money, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Because, I mean, we just don't know. It feels, shit feels uncertain at times. Kron, what do you think? I, I'm in much agreeance. I think it's, I think we've come to learn that it's almost, if you truly have the entrepreneurial spirit, what makes you happy is going to make you the money. Like you're just gonna find that opportunity. And I think that that's actually, uh, you know, something that you could probably speak on pretty well as a guest here saying, you know, with, with the long list of things that we gave you in the introduction, it's, it sounds like those are all things that would make somebody happy if that's something that you're passionate about. And with many opportunities during quarantine to figure out new avenues mm -hmm. to make that either lucrative for you or potentially, you know, lucrative in the future through mm -hmm. marketing or whatever it is, the, the relationships that things build. I think that that's, that's the best part about it is the journey 
is is the entire the entire thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, going back to you saying it's, it's like we're in a loose retirement. I think that um, our generation, being one that may never experience a real retirement, is is a blessing. Where those of us who have this this spirit or this calling know that what's going to make you happy right now, it is going to potentially be your your life. You know what I mean? Um, and if you make it that way, then the money will come, the situations will fall into place, and, and, and I so agree with that. With that, happiness is uh, definitely the journey that we're finding is is something to really focus on and key in on. You know what's really the, uh, I don't know if it's important or just interesting to know, but like there are some people that aren't even at that point in the conversation. Like before you can even talk about making money, you have to know what makes you happy, which means you have to know you to a certain degree. And that's what's fucking a lot of people up. Mm. Right. Is people that have lived a life either willingly or unbeknownst to them with no sense of agency. They don't do anything that's not that's not that's not someone else's right. reason for doing it. Plus well, we live in a world well, of distraction. We do. So, so I mean it's right. like if, if you if you take the puzzle piece and you shave it down to fit it into a place, mm -hmm. when the puzzle falls apart and you have to reconstruct everything, it doesn't fit into the same place anymore. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what a lot of people find themselves having done, mm -hmm. is they had to shave off pieces of that, that happiness or that true nature of mm -hmm. oneself to fit into the puzzle that was society, mm -hmm. leading up until a giant shift <coughs> that you know, happened. I mean, these things have happened, I think, I, I think we mentioned this on the podcast last week that you know, we don't have milk people anymore. Like these, there's major shifts that happen in jobs going that, away just things that happen in our history that you know life changes jobs go away people have to find new like technology happened 20 years ago and created a new wave and here we go into a new wave of technology a new wave of uh, you know fear or whatever it might be and people being able to use that distancing to their advantage and be able to like it's a time for the introvert. You know what I mean. A lot of a, a lot of people felt like they couldn't really succeed in a in a corporate structure that that that, that boxed in life and go and be who they wanted to be. But now you can be who you are and expand that into a brand and into you know what I'm saying. That is the but bedroom business. If you guys don't mind, a little behind the scenes moment just before the we started rolling. You know, wanted to see how we were going to introduce Aaron here, and, and you know, he's more or less uh, my name is my name kind of situation, yeah. and I love it because because that's one of the best things about right now is like be market who you are and walk around as not a businessman. I'm a business man. That's I don't think that phrase will ever stop being applicable. It won't. That's your mindset. You know, yeah. That's the point. Your your mindset matches this. Like. And, the, and to the point of like, the, like the, we had the bedroom DJ for a while, that was a big thing. Now you have a bedroom businessman, a businesswoman, a business person. Like you can do your work from home, which everybody discovered. Like before quarantine hit, I was working from home for a year straight. Mm -hmm. I'd already gone crazy, like the stir crazy of just, I live in my office now. Right. Like that mental office you think about that you're yeah. in sometimes if you actually work an office job and you live in it in real life and you're like, oh fuck, I'm crazy but you just kind of 
get used to it because you realize, oh, I can also leave. Like, I can leave work. Mm-hmm. No one is watching me. <laughs> no one's watching me. But think about how much more productive that can make you. Yeah. Time, you know, like, I'd yes. rather work four 10-hour days than work five eight-hour days. And if, I can, and I can, if one of those days is like a Saturday and I've got nothing going on until the evening, yeah, I'll put in six hours of work. i got nothing to do. I'll order some Chinese food. I'll, you know, get high and I'll just get to work done. I mean, look, I know this is uh, somewhat of a cannabis-centric show, but... I'm going to go ahead and plug them because I love them. Uh, Aaron Brown used to, uh, before pre-quarantine, mm-hmm. uh, got laid off, used to work for one of the best beer companies uh, that used to be in town, Old National Bohemian. Mm. Um, you know, shout out to Bo and the Bo Day Beer, which is a slightly underrated beer. Uh, it's excellent for hot summertime days. And it's hot as fuck outside. Yeah. Uh, I personally am not drinking right now. I'm going to go ahead and shout that out as well. Day 13 of 75 hard. Keep myself accountable. No drinking. Two workouts, all sorts of shit. We love that. Yeah. Fuck Gross. that. But you, you got to th- think about that's the kind of shit, right? Like I've just said, you know, I've been on kind of an entrepreneurial journey the last three years. There is a definite. I think about when I was in a, a, a stru- more structured environment. Now, as a manager, obviously, you have the ability to kind of do some of your own shit. But then when I left Levi's and was doing my own thing, like certain elements of discipline in your schedule and your routines go the fuck away because you're literally doing whatever. Every day, it's like sometimes, you know, I know for me, it can be every day can just be something totally different. Oh, I gotta go here, I gotta drive fucking six hours away over here and go do this, I need to go here, I need to fly here, I need to do that. And so it's like, you have to find ways to be able to find the discipline. And I know for me, it's like, okay, when I recognize that I need to make the change, we do it. And like, Quarantine has has made me have to reevaluate things. Another behind the scenes. Definitely, definitely a, a time that has really shown an internal accountability mm-hmm. or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying it. Thank you for saying it. You know, and you know, I mean, you're around me all the time, bro. And 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 we build off each other in the same direction. Off, sure. of, off of being able to hold each other accountable, reflect. You know what I'm saying? Bounce like. If I'm if I'm feeling this way about it, how do you feel about it? And vice versa, you know what I mean? And it's definitely it, a, a time for growth, being able to distance yourself from the outside world, but really like find that connection with your circle and build from that is something that a lot of people should be taking advantage of as well right now. You know well, what I mean? And I know, I mean, I'm sure it's like this in every city. There's an element of some crab in the bucket, some there's, I think just in general, a selfish nature to the way people handle their business and like bring people with them or don't. Or the, the idea of what people think they should, how they should be brought along, right? Like you work with your friends, they're the ones more often than not that are the ones that are like, think they can fuck off when they should be working the hardest. Because we're family, like, I gave you an opportunity, but that opportunity is only contingent upon the fact mm-hmm. that, like, I feed your family, you feed my family, mm-hmm. we work hard for each other, right? And most people, it's like, I know for me, during quarantine, like, I have felt the feelings of selfishness, like, oh, fuck, I really got to step it up, you know, I have my third kid on the way, <laughs> and it's like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do, what the fuck am I going to do? And I know that when I'm coming from a place of lack, 
internally, then that becomes a cycle <coughs> of external manifestation. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for me, it's like, how can I spend more time like giving to those around me, like to like giving some time to really recognize when I'm doing what I need to do for my <laughs> friends and fam and, and where that, those boundaries are. But like, you know, I was thinking about it and I'm like, oh, like you just do it, you just live that shit. Find, like, I, I was arguing with this dude about, uh, not arguing, but having a conversation just about some political shit. And it's like, you know, I, I it's great that people are, are starting to have some semblance of awareness towards Black Lives Matter as a movement in the sense of, like, just Black Lives Matter and having that conversation and having a dialogue, right? You see signs in the windows of houses all around town now. Mm -hmm. Right, signs in the front yards of places, you know, people's houses and shit, mm -hmm. which is great, you know. But I also wonder, as kind of a realist, how much of that is like, we really give a shit about this, mm -hmm. or is it like, hey, if shit jumps off, I'm an ally, like, leave my house alone, right? Like, I don't know how these people are giving back to the community. Mm -hmm. And now I'm sure there are some, mm -hmm. but like, it's you don't always see it even even protesting i mean you're you're in town right you're around town yeah i know i, I see everything did you go in a did you go to any of like have you been to any of like the the protests i went to a few of the protests uh for in this particular case i actually had to sit and really like wrestle with this idea of did not was it my obligation to go protest? Because I do believe it is my obligation to go and protest things that I stand for, which is Black Lives Matter. I'm a black man, I, like, I matter. But I do also believe in the idea of playing to one's strengths. So to kind of take your opinion, like what you were saying earlier and then what you were saying as well, of like the way that people, the way that you operate and the way that kind of people can get things done <coughs> as being both a brand and being as an individual is you gotta just live your fucking truth. That's the premise of why like Roundabout Town is what I do. It's like. I just do the shit that I've always wanted to do, and I believe the lie that I can do whatever I want, and I just tell myself I can do whatever I want, and I knew that I could support people through being awake, making sure that I was making others aware. Like, for the people that don't know, like, I argue, I would say argue, I'll be, I'll be selfish and say I have one of the best, if not, I have one of the best Instagram stories you can find of anybody in the city. Absolutely. Just things that, are, that you can go into. Well, and, you know, please, yeah. Go follow at Brown About Town, the standard spelling, mm -hmm. uh, and like I'll I gotta tell Just you I gotta watch. tell you this, bro. I watch you know I watch your stories for uh, for a long time for many mm -hmm. many moons, and I see you know I see people I know from around town mm -hmm. in the city, right? Like it's it's literally just stories all with like a, a very similar like you can definitely tell it's a curated process, mm -hmm. but it's also natural because those are the types of people that you hang out with, mm -hmm. but it's. It's about letting people know, like, hey, these are the people that I know and, and my friends and people that I care about and fuck with the, the shit that they do. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it looks good in this arrangement. Mm -hmm. And I gotta tell you, when the day when I finally got a, a, a fucking story <laughs> post in the Brown About Town story, you know, like, I got a little choked up. Like, I felt like, like, mama, we made it. <laughs> And, and, and I, like it sounds fucking silly, but it's like, yo, I watch that shit and I'm like, yo, this is fucking, you know, but I respect it. And mm -hmm. I've never been like, yo, repost my shit mm -hmm. because it's natural and I, it has to be, 
It has to be it natural. It has to be that thing. And I yeah. can't, you gotta trust the process. Yes, you have to trust the process. Like that's the whole sum of what quarantine, what protesting, what the movements, what the awareness is. It's like the thing that I can absolutely do best is I can share with shit with people and people will pay attention. So it's like you just, I just added it into the pipeline. So I just became a single post. It's like if you wanna know what's going on, I'm gonna just make sure that everyone can see everything. Everyone knows that I'm always looking at stuff, they know that I'm always around. So it naturally began to push others to move and became become more aware as a whole. Like people would send things to me like, hey, this is a protest coming up, can you share this? And I'm like, absolutely, I got it. And it goes and it works because it's just me. It's me well, it's online. Still yeah, it's still it's me online. who you are as a yeah. person. And but to the point of branding, people don't know themselves. People haven't. Some people have spent the time distracting themselves in quarantine. I mean, look, the, the numbers are what they are. Porn is up by like a billion percent. At drinking is fucking uh, ever like smoking weed. Cannabis definitely. Is up. Mushrooms are at an all-time high. They fucking should be. If you have not been destroying your fucking ego. Like it's great. It's that's what I did. That's what came to be as like I turned thirty this year. Like all this shit became just came into fruition. It was like this is all positive. But um, but it's okay to just like not know who you are and then just like talk to people. Like I would genuinely just message people like, yo, what the fuck am I about? Like what do I come off to as people? To like get that sense of self awareness. And then I went and did psychedelics and I'm like, okay, cool. Now everything matches from all the sides. And you just come down from the mountain. And you're like, oh shit. Come down from the mountain. Okay, I know what I'm here to do. I think I know what I'm here to do. Yeah. And people just start to enjoy themselves more. Well, and we just can have fun with this. It can suck and still be enjoyable to the best of its abilities. Well, the the thing for me, you know, it's obviously not something I can rest my laurels on in any way because it is a consistent process of growth and development. When you know is when I got clean, right? And I'm I'm not like affiliated with fucking any 12-step program or anything like that, obviously, but. That was what helped get me to clean and getting really involved in a lot of that shit. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know what spiritual principles were before I got clean, right? Like I didn't know how to identify my feelings. I had happy, sad, angry. Like this that, was, that was it. This you is know? true. Like that was like I the range, that. you know. Um, and and having to and having to like you know like getting clean and like going through that whole process like. That's like a, it's like a mushroom trip in just with no drugs, you know. And it's definitely it's a raw dog in reality. You don't have the ability to like soften yourself like with mushrooms. It's like I know for me, there's like I have like this when I'm thinking about shit that's fucking me up or like you know whatever the situation is, right? It's like get that little clench in your jaw, mm -hmm. that tightness in your chest, mm -hmm. right? The mushrooms help me fucking let that shit go, right? Mushrooms help me to cry. Mm -hmm. It's just. Like at least just get water through the ducts. Just right? flush it out. Just flush it. Right. That's a, there's a therapeutic process to that. Right? It's called like, catharsis. Yeah. You, I, you I, catharsis is fucking great. I mean, bro. Depending on where I'm at and what I need, it's like, dude. If I got a little, if I just got a thing that's just with me that I can't get rid of, just take a little. Take a little microdose. Just take a hike. Right. Take a short little hike. A little microdose and just fucking keep it moving. Right. There's mm -hmm. a little added sunshine to the day. Right now, if there's other shit where like I'm feeling like having a really like I'm conflicted inside, mm -hmm. right? Like there are times where I need to fucking blast the fuck off and eat six grams, quarter, right? You know, get fucking hot, maybe throw a tab or two of acid in there, right? And spend six hours in mm -hmm. down in face down in my yoga mat, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like just fucking journeying the confines. Yeah. 
Gotta go, gotta go check, you gotta check the lever sometimes. You know, because my ego, I mean, the greatest trick the ego ever pulled was convincing the world it didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Nobody lies to me like me. So like, I have to find ways to check that. And Mm -hmm. while I do feel as though I have a pretty good self-awareness, based on the reactions of others, and what I believe their thought processes to be, mm-hmm. I sometimes have to go, well, damn, I, I need to find a way to, I, I'm having a really hard time looking at that at, from that perspective. Let me find some perspective. Oh, that's, and that's so important. Like, I did that shit and I like, yeah, I just came and I was like, okay, cool. I, I don't know if it's just like the trauma of just being who I am or like, I'm like, and trauma's a weird word for it, but like the shit that happens in your life, yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah. Trauma's not a weird word. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't mean... I don't mean we, need to de- we need to demystify so, trauma. So, That's what it is. So I'm a firm believer... Please. ...that there are only two ways, three ways, that you can train or have your subconscious trained, mm-hmm. okay? And trauma is one of them. Trauma, repetition, and symbolism. The mm. three ways that you can train or have your subconscious trained. And people are, are un knowledgeable about that subject and people fear away or or scare away from trauma. (laughs) Trauma is the number one thing you have to face, figure out and dive into Mm -hmm. in order to be able to build anything. Because what people do is, as as cliche as it may sound, they bottle up trauma. Mm -hmm. Don't want to talk about it, you know, and, and I'm fine. Right, yeah. right, and we all do it, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's a way that we've been subconsciously trained yeah. through repetition symbolism, yeah. right? So through symbolism and repetition, we've been trained to steer away from the trauma, mm-hmm. and well, therefore, I mean, your subconscious is now being controlled by your elements. If mm-hmm. we can't do the things that we're talking about here, which I'm a big promoter of the same psychedelic journeys through your fucking conscious and your ego to figure these things out, and, and be able to break through, go through the trauma, you have something on your chest, fucking take a hike, take a microdose, go, go, bro, real quick. I found a way to trick myself into my row house being my fucking chakra ladder. Like I can deal with fucking my lower chakras on the main floor. Mm-hmm. I can go through my fucking like heart and throat chakra on the middle floor. And if I want to get up here, I can go up to my fucking master suite <clears> on the top floor and fucking walk myself through my own ego as like you go. If you can recognize oneself, you can really break it down. That's fucking beautiful. Plus you ain't hitting the bed <laughs> till you finish the journey, bro. Cause Got I mean, to. kitchens on the main floor, right? I'm gonna be able to eat. I'm gonna be able to go through my human desires, mm-hmm. like whatever's going on. You know what I'm saying? Got something on my chest. Go fucking find the kids. That's my heart. You know what I'm saying? They um up here. That's me. That's the. You know what I'm saying, bro? Able to figure that shit out and work my way through journeys the same way you guys are mm-hmm. expre- expressing how you did through this quarantine. It's been huge, bro. Like, I mean, one's got to know self. It's. It's just like, dude, I, I learned many years ago that like, I'm not as bad or as good as I think I am. Mm-hmm. And in our minds as humans, and especially given the, the way our society in the US is and with people with their avoiding facts by, you know, because they treat their opinions as facts, mm-hmm. uh, People always want to be the hero or the victim, mm-hmm. right? In the story we tell ourselves, it's always, you know, it's it's glorious in all of its its manner, whether it's from 
from a victim's perspective mm -hmm. or from the hero. And that's all ego shit. Like, people have a, such a hard time just admitting wrong. Like, I was wrong. It was a terrible phrase to say for most people. Yeah. Or you were, you were right. People will say, you're not wrong, when what they mean is, you're, not, you're, you're right. right. Right? And that, like, people love you're not wrong. It's a like, very so decisive right. phrase. And they're like, well, uh, and you can see when you, when you respond mm -hmm. with, you know, somebody says, you're not wrong. You say, so I'm right. Mm -hmm. You can see the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> discomfort, like, oh, wait, wait. Yeah, the discomfort yeah. of saying, yeah, you're right. Even the deading of the ego, bro, just to admit it. Bro. No matter how small the situation. Mm -hmm. You know what the fuck up thing though was with this? And like, just I told like, you this burger spot was great. Yes. And they not wrong. So here's wild shit. Like, this is like a real brief story. When I was, so you had the same experience when you were going, getting clean. I had a six week period of time when I was 20 years old that absolutely unlocked the majority, like it dead in my ego without any, without any drug, with no drugs, like no weed, no psychedelics, no nothing. It was 2010, it was winter break, because uh, I went to Anne Arundel for community college at the time for that, and my license was suspended for six months. I was, I just lost my job because I couldn't go to work and it was winter break from actual classes. So I was at my parents' house in like the like southern part of Upper Marlboro. Right. Like all the way down southern Upper Marlboro, pretty much southern Maryland. And for six weeks, I literally remember this period so, so well. I put up like a little like foldable lawn chair in my room. I put a TV stand, with like, like a TV tray with my laptop on it. and had like Tumblr and like YouTube up, which would just like go beyond the internet. And I just sat there and I unpacked my fucking mind for six weeks. Like I went through, like I was born, like I have Tourette's and I unpacked in my own mind what the tick is, like what the minimum my brain needed to require for it to register that tick. And then just like my tick went away. Cause my I knew what to do and I could just like disguise it, make it a very natural, comfortable thing. I like went through like weird traumas and moments in life where it was like fucked up and I didn't realize it was fucked up until I was 20 at the time. And I'm like, yo damn, that was racist. Or like, damn, that was really like, I was like, real close to getting like assaulted in like a not cool way. And I was just like very like fortunate and graceful in passing through life. And I got to reflect on that for six, like that month and a half time. And I like came to peace. I had this weird, I think that was like when I really had this like first moment of just like calm and peace with like myself. And then it came to like another part at like 27 when I found out like, cause I grew up in like single family household. Like didn't know my biological father, only grew up with my mom, I'm an only child, like all that shit. And I found out that the reason why I didn't know this person was because I'm a product of sexual assault. Like I'm, I wasn't supposed to even exist. And that was like the ego death. At 27, I had a fucking ego death. Like at a fucking, at a Stony River Steakhouse. <laughs> Eating dinner with my mother, yes. And I just was like, like it was literally like the mirror shattering in my mind. And I just like went through the dinner, went home, and I just like, I remember I, I broke up with my girlfriend. I was living, we weren't living together at the time. I just like went into like, into my mind again for like another six months. Like it was six months that I did that. And I, I was just like, I was just like smoking weed. I smoked weed, like I went to therapy for a little bit. And then I just like went through all of that. And then I just came to and I was like, oh my God, I, I'm fine with it. There was like, I remember it was like a random day. Like I just woke up and I was like, I'm good. I got this. And then it just also changed. Like I remember like it was like three years I spent like 
dealing with that trauma of like, I was a fucking asshole to people for like three years straight. Like when I first moved into the city after I graduated college, and I was just like, oh my God, I'm a piece of shit. I need to go like fix all of this. And I spent from 27 to 30, like right after that kind of all happened, like making sure that I did right by people that I didn't even know if I had wronged. It was like, if I've done, have I done anything? If so, what is it? Tell me. And then let me know so I can make amends for that and like make sure that you know that's not what I'm about going forward. It's so crazy to like hear, <laughs> you know, say regular people. Yeah. You know, uh, but like I never, really thought about any of that kind of shit and, and until like I you know I got clean and like mm -hmm. but that's like one hundred percent what it is and I'm talking to somebody about that the other day. Mm -hmm. It's like dude when it comes to like making amends, I mean like there's you're I wouldn't say for me I was like actively like looking out like for you know to search people out mm -hmm. to like fucking whatever, right? Like cause I at that point I really kinda trusted that the universe is going to put these people mm -hmm. in my path the way that when they're supposed to, for however exactly. that is. But no matter what, how they respond, it's not about that, right? It's mm -hmm. about you being okay with you. Mm -hmm. And if other people aren't ready to accept your apologies <clears throat> or whatever, right? Like, like no matter what, like some actions may never be forgiven, mm -hmm. but the actor always can be. Mm -hmm. And if not by someone else in the play than by yourself. And that analogy though, you were talking like, so like everyone wants to be either the hero or the victim in the grand, in the mm -hmm. grand theater that is life. Yep. I realized something about kind of that. Yeah. I don't so, care about being the victim I, or the hero. Yeah, like, yeah, I want to narrate. You stole, you stole the words right out of my mouth. Like, it's, 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 right? So, so it's too many people wanting to be the hero or the mm -hmm. villain and not enough people want to be the observer. Mm -hmm. And the narrator is a beautiful way to put that. Like, like nobody wants to just be able to observe and, and absorb. Exactly. Everybody wants to play that role. The narrator is a beautiful way to fucking put that. I that's, love that's, the 10,000 foot, like the 10,000 feet up view. It's like, right. that's why I love birds. Like I love the ability to just like see that, that third dimension of height and just be like, everything kind of makes sense when you look at it this way and then you can go in granular and then you can come back out and you can move around and kind of do all of that well and plus then when after you've made your amends say they were not accepting of it right they weren't ready to let their pain go mm -hmm. right then we our ego wants to immediately like attach some shit like oh well why wouldn't they fucking accept your yeah. apology or this or that or like then you have your own resentments towards mm -hmm. them right whatever right? that's all like your baby feelings your fucking ego like control the controllables mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I did now, what I could do and, I, and part of my amends is continuing not to do and that shit to and what you can people? continue to do is to yeah. let it be and move and continue to show with your actions the things that you're doing to be better at you every day well I you learned know? that, that uh, you know an apology without any discernible change in action or mm -hmm. behavior is just manipulation. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and like it doesn't matter. That's why, I, one, that's why I don't like to apologize. Mm -hmm. you know, if I said it, I meant it, we'll handle it as it's handled. Yeah, and just as we go, you know, it's like. Or <laughs> if the change is going to come, the change is yeah. going to come. Like, yeah. understand that, like, I'm not going to keep doing this. You're like, I'm fucking. I can't, every time you're upset about something, I can't fucking be responsible for your feelings. At a certain point, there has to be a line that you have to draw in the sand, and you gotta, you gotta meet, you gotta meet someone at that point, and you can't go any further, and it's the closure of being okay if they're not okay with it. Yeah. Like, I love that shit. For sure. You know, it's, I mean, I've definitely had some interesting experiences doing mm -hmm. that, and I've had to sit and listen to some people that I fucking have definitely hurt, mm -hmm. because... Well, I fucking hurt them. They got to get their shit off the chest, 
right? Like even just them having to fucking be around me is from was it's traumatic. For them. Yeah, you know, I always had a, a mindset of, well, I'm doing this shit to me, you know, like what the fuck are you worried about, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, it's tough to be mindful about you, that. Shit. When you, but it's also because it's easy to be in denial about the way that you impact others. Mm-hmm. And it's about intent. So like when I move with ill intentions, mm-hmm. that's when I'm like fucking up. Mm-hmm. But I know where my heart's at these mm-hmm. days, and I know that, you know, whatever the situation may be, it's like I'm trying to maneuver in, in the best way that works for for you and your growth and development and, you know, and, and us as a team. Mm-hmm. In whatever that sense is, whether it's friendships, relationships, mm-hmm. like business relationships, whatever because you just see like you can't I don't think that you can win in the long term just fucking moving with ill intent you can't you absolutely can't can't build a house on a cracked foundation exactly but you know what you can do though because I was talking about this um we were like when I did that um the email I panel about the like racism and the punk scene and shit and we were just like you gotta give people grace. Like that's the next level. Like so, a lot of people. If we've noticed, um, I'm sure we're all abreast of like general philosophy, especially like, existentialists and the Stoics of like kind of being mindful and present about everything. Are we? Are you guys familiar yeah, with yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So the the premise of that beyond that though, it's like we gotta add the human back in, which is like the self awareness of being mindful. You have to kind of scrutinize your own mindfulness of like this person fucked up or I fucked up. And I would extend. I would expect them to extend the same grace that I'm extending. That I want them to extend to me. That I'm requesting it. But a lot of people are very, very uh, resistant to extending grace to people. It goes to the whole thing of like canceling someone. Like I do. I will say this. I will die on this hill. I do not believe that you are allowed to cancel somebody for 95% of the things that have ever happened in the world. There are things that are inexcusable, and they should, in fact, be no longer allowed to exist in a, in a manner that is positive, like no positive social standing. But most everything, I feel like if within reason or within context, a little bit of grace goes a long way, and we are missing that because people are still stuck on the empathy piece, which is like the first game. The empathy creates the mindfulness, which is being aware that empathy needs to be placed. And then you have to have the grace to go inside of all of that to make it all make sense. It's people want to have perspective, mm-hmm. but what <clears throat> people don't choose to see is you have to have the perspective of having perspective. Mm-hmm. It's that double-sided exactly. edge to the sword because having perspective and like, but like kind of stops at the empathy piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to be empathetic because I want to understand that there's perspective, mm-hmm. but you have to have the perspective that that's just your perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's so many, mil- there's seven fucking billion people, right? So there's seven billion perspectives and you need to have the perspective of that mm-hmm. in your understanding of it. That's the only way that you can truly find peace with having like positive intent especially in negative situations you know what i mean it's because it's it's really hard to reflect on when when you're when you could be when you're telling your narrative story you are the hero and but you're getting screwed over it's like you got to have the perspective that this is just your perspective of the story you know what i mean like that that's gonna happen like 
You know what I'm saying? And it's, it, 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 it attracts people. That's why we have people that we fuck with. Right. That's a part of it. It's like right. this. That's what, this is all that we got. It's, it's funny, it's funny got. you say that because I was about to say at one point, you know, down the yellow brick road, Dorothy did get take, taken by the flying monkeys, but, but she still had the Tin Man and the Scarecrow and the Lion that she had ran into on the way that fucking could come through, and you know what I mean. So, but that's a perfect example of somebody you know trying to build up those around them. Hey, I can help you. Oh, the Wizard mm-hmm. of Oz story is fucking yeah. so deep. People mm-hmm. just don't want it fucking good. We don't want to get into that, but. Oh, what, yeah, what's the old uh, the old fucking story you're supposed to try on the Wizard of Oz? Is it with uh, like Magical Mystery Tour or Sergeant Pepper? You're supposed to play one of them. No, I think it's a Pink Floyd album. <clears throat> oh, is it The Wall? Is it? I feel like it would have to be The Wall because it's a double album, and that would be long enough for. I want to say it was a Pink Floyd album, bro. I, I, yeah, you're I very well could be. Do I need to Google? I mean, All right. I, I almost feel I like have to come to, I have to come up with the stats. Oh shit, you gonna pull up the stats. Oh shit. Um, yeah, it's... Fucking... Yo, I wanna run something by you guys, so actually. Well, well please. The fucking, the fucking microphone on the, like... This shit's insane. Literally typed in album to play, and the first thing is album to play along with Wizard of Oz. Ah! <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon. Ah, uh, I thought I thought that was what it was, and then when you said double album, I'm like, I don't want to say dark side stuff. You don't want to feel like an idiot, but I'm, I, that's what I thought. No, it was. and and records were a lot longer back then. Too. No, and and money does a really fucking wild shit with the fucking uh, Munchkins because money lines up pretty much with like Munchkinville, I think. Wild, bro. That's what we need to do is have a fucking like. Uh, we need to do that. That's the background music. You gotta run that. Yeah. Bro, oh, I, have, I, have, I have Dark Side vinyl. I have the vinyl. Do you? I yes. think I might as well at my mom's. I have the vinyl. I, I that was one that I, I grabbed in Oregon out of like grandma's basement back mm-hmm. in the day. Like, ooh, make I, sure yeah. you knew it was up. I need that. Hell <laughs> yeah. Wait, I want to. Wait, I want to take this to. I want to switch this to a different direction. Back to something we were talking about earlier, kind of in that entrepreneurial spirit thing. Mm-hmm. When we talk about, because I want to take the idea of roles to play. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> If you were to just, if you if we were to throw out a number of number of different roles that an entrepreneur can play in the greater scheme of, of being of doing business, mm-hmm. what's like how many different roles come to mind? Just as like a random like as a, as a first number for you. All right, so I think that to me, or can we agree that there's more than one way to there's, be? There's unlimited. Role there's unlimited yeah. roles, and I think that it's it's situation based. How yes. do you define entrepreneur? I say that I would say because. There's people that can do on you can be entrepreneurial in spirit and not be professional. You cannot well, you can be paid for what you're doing. So so perfect segue to what I was about to get into really. You can quickly. also have an entrepreneurial mindset within a, the, a the role of structure. a company. Yes. As yeah. an entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Okay, please. For sure. My, I think it's situational based, mm-hmm. right? I think I think that it's <clears throat> if you take if you take your current situation, age you know, home life, so depending on if you're single, you know what I'm saying, married, children, no children, working a job, you know what I'm saying, or just out here trying to figure it out, that's where you really can figure your, your role. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm a young <clears throat> kid and I don't wanna fucking go to college and I don't wanna work, like I'm finding somebody that's doing what I want to do mm-hmm. and I'm fucking like, yo, I will do everything that you need in life mm-hmm. for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I want to learn everything you have, and I just need like the bare minimums to live. Mm-hmm. Can we figure out a way that I can give everything to you, and you can give me the bare minimum to live? And like, 
that's my, that would be my if I'm a, if I'm a young kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, Personally. even even that though, the take it a step further, it should be you know, figure out how you can say, hey, this is how mm-hmm. I can provide you with this value. Exactly. I'm bringing, I'm exactly. Right, this is what what I can do for you. This is what I'm bringing to the table. This is what my role can be. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm in another situation, maybe I got a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in a, a situation where, like, you know, how you explained, you know, got a little bit of savings. Mm-hmm. Quarantine happens. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. what makes you happy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, now I'm going to figure out my personal lane. I'm going to go dump that. Exactly. If I if I need to be a little bit more structured on a on a capital base because mm-hmm. I have, you know, a higher, uh, you know. Um, cost of living. Exactly. I, got, I got a family. I've got, you know, a situation mm-hmm. like I'm looking at maybe a way to branch myself into a corporate exactly. franchise <clears throat> trade, you know, whatever that is. You know what I'm saying? I think there's so many roles. I think it's literally an infinity of it based upon your situation, how you can take something that's going to make you happy, give you drive to get up every morning mm-hmm. and pay your cost of living or develop a return of investment in the future if your cost of living is minimal. Exactly. My yeah. <clears throat> Cause I think the whole the biggest thing is like well making sure that people making sure everyone knows that like not everyone like entrepreneur is so many different things. Cause like if I see I love the ball death, if I see one more t-shirt company start up, mm-hmm. I'm gonna scream. Internally, I'm not gonna scream out really, I'm gonna scream internally, mm-hmm. but I'm going to scream. Uh, I think we might be noticing the slow death of the influencer because it's either it's the the mentality I've had for just life in general especially now has been I don't stop I just pivot and move forward in another direction well there's some people that are not going to be able to keep up and I've I've, I've been watching it so I think that <clears throat> the former form of influencer mm-hmm. is, I think everything evolves right yeah I don't think you're seeing a death I think we're seeing an evolution Okay, that's a much better phrase. I like the way you word it better. I think we're seeing an evolution because I'm seeing people you that use the same analogy for auto yes. I think, I think <laughs> yeah, bro. I mean, like, it wasn't. They didn't kill it. There was just an evolution. Hip hop hasn't died yet, bro. Like mm-hmm. it's they've said it's died like ten times. I mean, it's just it's, things evolve, right? So, in in the sense yeah, of an influence, also like Juice World, so. I personally. <laughs> we might get into this. So, hold on, hold on. Juice World had how many top ten hits come off Legends Never Die? As bro, like, I mean, we're talking about he's in company with like Drake. Why would you do Beatles. this? Like, just for this? He was I making think, a point. I know. I'm gonna get back to, to the point. My now bro, I'm making right. another point. Oh my fucking god. Juice World hit a record. We haven't changed. One bro, bit since we were 16. Bro, hit a fucking like I think he had five on the top ten simultaneously <laughs> with like. Standing in a record with the Beatles and Drake. Universal truth is not measured by mass appeal. Bro, universal truth is that fucking hate the other side is a banger. And if you've got a problem with that, you've got a problem with me. I don't have a problem. I don't think I, I don't know if I know that one. That one's a banger, bro. I know, the one I know is the, uh, the future one. Yeah. lag. That's the one I know. Anyways, for all, any, any and all Juice World fans in the world, fucking... Triple nine life. Let's fucking. You got to get him in the comments because that was just garbage. <laughs> Back to the point that we were making. Um, so, in influencer evolution, mm-hmm. you're seeing people realize that um, you have to 
monetize differently than trying to get like a brand mm -hmm. to pay for your marketing tactic, mm -hmm. right? Like that only goes so far now because the, 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 the waters are murky, mm -hmm. right? But if you can figure out the best, like mystery boxes is becoming a huge thing, right? Mm -hmm. If you can have enough following that you can get these people who are trying to sell like these mystery boxes mm -hmm. and like these different like merchandise packs, right? Mm -hmm. And you can open their pack, return the merchandise to them, or buy it from them at exactly. full, at full price, mm -hmm. right? Like, but they give you giveaways to your following mm -hmm. that then leads your following to them, mm -hmm. and then you get a you know you get the discount yeah, code, exactly. and you get like the multi-level marketing <clears throat> and stuff like that. Yeah. Like people have to figure it out that way. eBay just did. Um, there was no. Uh, I forget which convention it was supposed to be, but it was supposed to be a sports card convention this mm -hmm. weekend. Uh, eBay did like fucking sports night on Friday mm -hmm. to go along with like the NBA fucking coming back and all that stuff. And they were opening packs and, and auctioning the packs mm -hmm. on eBay live mm -hmm. while they were like opening the packs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that shit went fucking bananas. So the channels that are doing that, mm -hmm. those are the new evolved influencers, mm -hmm. right? And they're figuring out a way to create their following into monetizing for both them and the company in an instantaneous mm -hmm. fashion, rather than, hey, my YouTube gets a million hits, so you should pay me to wear your hoodie. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not that anymore. So also what I think is happening with it on say, if that's the head side of the coin, the tail side is, everyone is noticing they can be a small business. Like that's what that's kind of the general point of being an entrepreneur. And I was like, everyone, everyone now realizes they have the agency. They make whether they're good or not is irrelevant. They have the agency and the opportunity to be their own small business. Mm -hmm. They we have now made, we've now made the hustle. The side hustle is now mainstream. Right. Everyone's given an opportunity to do it now as a side hustle. So it's becoming what producing was, what DJing was, mm -hmm. what graphic design was, what cinematographers and filmmakers were. Like it's now over flooded the market of this small business, which is great for giving people access to people's actual creative talents and really uh, spearheading a, a, almost a renaissance of people discovering what they can do. But it is going to mean that people are going to have to realize they got to be smart with their money. Absolutely. Because now everyone has to actually decide, they have to be able to understand themselves to do it. So some people are just like, I'm going to be a personality. But like everyone that's doing this is like, some people are doing good on the business side of the marketing tactics. Some people are really great people. And Absolutely. there's a happy medium that exists between both. And that's where I'm realizing people are needing to be. Right. Absolutely. And that's like, that's the mission is like, you can still sell, you can hawk your shit. Absolutely. But you've got to be a person. For sure. Because yeah. like, I don't do sponsorships for anything yet, but like I'm always like, yo, people want to give me shit and like to sell it and, I'll, and you think it's congruent with me. If it works for me and I actually use it, I'll do it. I lost a Farfetch deal, but I got the shoes from them. I got $400, $400 worth of shoes. And I'm still going to take all my pictures of them and I'm gonna post them and tag them, but that's what the, the agreement was anyway. I'm sorry, you were saying something though. No, I was just going to say, speaking of the perfect happy medium of that, let's talk about it merch coming soon. That was way more important than anything I just said. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Everything you said well, was what made me think about it is the perfect speaking perfect. of merch, right? I've got, that was exactly. I've got t shirts. They say patience over profits. When you, every t shirt that you buy, per, uh, a large percentage of the profits is going to uh, buy people cannabis from a dispensary, right? On me. Right? Like, help getting the meds. Yeah. That's for, important shit. 
So yeah. how are you make, how are people getting aware of this? Uh, here on okay. my Instagram, uh, when people wear them, you know, standard word of mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, and we we ship them out. I write a little handwritten note your, for every T-shirt yeah, I send your list, out. Is your list full? Your caregivers list is it full? It's a constant rotation. Cool. Uh, so if it, if it ever gets to a point, you know, I got I got five yeah. slots. Yeah, it's, it's teamwork, you know. So, so that, you do community, right? Community involvement. That's how you. That's so how you be an can, ally. That's how you do work. That's how you protest. I mean, and it's like, you know, the the reason why was because this whole time, the last three years, we're getting, we're in our third year of being a, a medically licensed operating uh, cannabis market, and they're they've been talking about a like compassionate care fund mm -hmm. to basically like help people who need meds that can't afford them get meds right mm -hmm. and they even figure out how to do the shit wrote the plan up have a like a very viable plan for doing it mm -hmm. and just choose not to implement it you hate to see it so you know, and I mean, obviously, the dispensary, they're going to be like, well, we can't just give you the weed. Because their metric has to be a charge. There's this. <coughs> they can charge you a dollar. But, <coughs> but I've already gotten uh, an agreement worked out with another dispensary that whatever money I spend, they're matching with, uh, with points for their rewards program. Right? So they can give some free shit. When I, I've got... If this per if someone that needs to fucking I mean I'm always looking for people who need med cards because I have multiple med card certification doctors willing to give certifications for those who need them. I need one. Yeah, and can't <laughs> fucking afford them, right? And we'll like talk. yeah, we'll yeah, talk. yeah. And uh, it's like cool. Let's figure it the fuck out. Like you know, because like, that's the thing. It's I'm sorry to interject, but no. like, as a black man <clears throat> in the United States, if you don't have a med card and whatever your state is, you're fucking up, right? You're gonna add a layer of protection, you know, because we all know, especially here, ninety percent of cannabis-related arrests in Baltimore City, African American males, black males, uh, and they. That's bro. I've been riding dirty for a while. I need to clean this up. We're going. We're, I'm. I'm, out, I'm off the game. Yes. All clean. It's just, you know, and it's like, who wants to deal with, like, you know, you just paid fucking some dude 50 bucks for an eighth, and then, you know, the cop takes it and gives you a $50 ticket. You just paid $100 for some weed you didn't get to smoke. You know? Hate to see it. Yeah, so, and the thing is, dude, like, regular probation, obviously fed probation is a different thing, but, mm -hmm. like, dude, you can be on probation or, like, you know, and have your fucking med card and be able to pee dirty mm -hmm. for fucking your analysis. Now, like, they don't tell you that. But that's... But if you're like, hey, I have my med card, like, you guys can kick rocks. Exactly. Right? Like, I have one of the qualifying conditions plus PTSD from fucking being in the system. Living in the fucking, you know... Dealing with you. Yeah, like... <laughs> like... Intense emotional trauma. You know. give me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I just know how, how nervous I get around in people. I can imagine. Standing here right. right now, I would be having a full panic attack, brown paper bag hyperventilating, but I'm not. Yeah. So you're going to take yeah. it, and you're going to go and file my results, and I'm going to go about my business. You want to know some wild shit? And this is something that I've done. This is a principle of my life that I'm surprised has not gotten me in any trouble. I blindly trust almost everybody I talk to. 
not to the not to the degree of like getting taken advantage of, but like I genuinely believe I genuinely believe that I put my I put energy out of the world where no one has a reason to lie to me because I'm willing to discuss whatever. And like at 30 years old, that has <clears throat> I would say 80% of the time absolutely worked out perfectly for me. Like it's gen like it's either something above is guiding me and keeping me away from fuck shit or just the energy that that kind of inner mantra and inner pur- like inner purpose is like put out there for it's like who's gonna hate some who's gonna hate someone that's like I don't care like if you could lie to me and I wouldn't care you could tell me the truth I wouldn't care I just want to talk I just want to talk to you like I want to get to know who this person fucking is yeah like, the the human connection is what brings us all together bro I went to college to learn how to do this I got a degree in communication theory like this is literally formula it is formulaic to know how to do this I imagine you're just writing a report. No, I mean, I'm just, no, worse, I, I case study everybody, I don't even mean to, and I'm just like, I notice and observe everything, and I'm just like, it has no purpose, it's not to judge anybody, it's just like, alright, this is what I remembered of this person, I'm gonna log that so the next time I see them, I remember something about them that I can like bring up and like work with them, yeah. this is why I said I thought it was on the spectrum, because I can remember everything, fucking minute details I can still remember from like, I remember from that, I remember that picture we took, yeah. At the fucking Panera Bread with your pink hair at the Starbucks and the book yeah. at the Starbucks with Julie Smock. My uh, autobiography of Malcolm X. Yes. Um, my fingernails were definitely definitely painted. The the, the pants were tight. Black. The pants were tight. The pants are still tight, but you the know. pants are still tight. But it was a good look. But I, you know, I was wearing tight pants way before they were definitely cool. This is true. There's a blue cardigan sweater. I think I still have that. It's one of my dude. That's one of my favorite pictures. You know, guys. I was definitely. You were definitely part of the original girl pants wave. Oh, straight oh, up. Oh, for sure. Bro. For sure. Straight up. This I mean, that <laughs> boy Elliot? I couldn't find men's pants uh, that were as tight as right. I wanted them. And then somebody directed me to like the dog pile. We're going to we're gonna have to hash that one out on Hub Day because I think if we have the right guest. That might be a topic that has to get hashed out. Oh, yeah. I'm, Bro, I'm all for the European fit. Make that pant tailored. Oh, I mean, you know, angle. I'm, I'm, I'm all about the I'm tight about pant angle. has uh, has definitely evolved over uh, over the the last oh, for sure. few years. For sure. Um, but like, you know, I just I feel like I'm I was like always trying to just do something different. Like I didn't like what everybody was doing. I just wanted to be me, and I wanted to be fucking loud about it. You know, loud you were. That has not changed. No, well, you know. I have a much better gauge on when I should be quiet. And, and I've, wait, wa- I've watched that. I've and watched when that to be diplomatic rather than just fuck you. That's what it was. I was. I got the idea left me and it came back. Thank you. Being diplomatic is the absolute smartest way to operate during quarantine. It's like it's not even like a. It's not even like a psychological warfare thing. It's just like it makes you. It makes people want to do things with you. Like if you're looking to be an entrepreneur, you're looking to do shit. Well, every year, I know for me, look, here's my thing, is my belief and thought process when it comes to, like, being in business for yourself, or whether that's, like, a small little side hustle while you work 10-hour days or other job, you put an hour a day into, like, you know, fucking reading how to do whatever it is you want to do while you're, like, saving money out of every check, Mm -hmm. you know, all the way to, like, actively like in the shit, doing the damn thing, right? You have like eight fucking entrepreneurial things, your eight side hustles going to like, get a little bit from over here, a little bit from over here, a little bit from over here. And like, as they all keep building to where, you know, like from anywhere in between, 
the idea that I stay with is that like, dude, I'm literally one phone call away, one networking fucking event away, mm -hmm. one conversation, one fucking... One passing in the street. One email, yeah, like yeah. one, you know, smoking a J walking down the street, turning into like, hey, that smells good, turning into like, oh yeah, you do this, that, mm -hmm. this, that, this, and that, cool, well, I do this, that, this, and that, let's build, here's my number. Right, that energy that energy is rare for some people, and that's all I need to keep me going mm -hmm. because I know that that could be the fucking opportunity that changes my whole shit. And you're and you're hunting for it. Yeah, that's you're how we live. Bring that energy to you, <clears throat> right? Like so, I you know somebody told me a few years ago like your network is your net worth, mm -hmm. right? And it's like so if you're not like dude, I love being social and I love communicating with people, connecting with people, but it's like. I don't have time for people who like I can't make money with in some way or another because like we need to be building for the future. It can no longer just be about like hanging out, smoking some weed, or going to a sh you know a fucking show or or this or that. Yeah, you, 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 really, you gotta really thing, you know? plan but, that out. You gotta plan that downtime, but time is money. Even but, intellectual yeah. property is what I need, and that's what I sell. Like if we're if we're building and we're talking, you we're know, on the clock. You know, if you're doing photo shit, cool. I got like this, my man over here does mm -hmm. photo shit. He just drove out because he's fucking. He fucks with the cause. Mm -hmm. You know. Actually, yo, literally today <laughs> or yesterday, I was at a um, a new coffee shop in Hamden over there on uh, on Falls Road, and I uh, met with a DJ friend of mine, and we literally built a business sitting and drinking like tea and coffee together, watching the like patio of this Well, and if you need help setting there. up like a, an operating agreement and an LLC mm -hmm. and getting how to get your guy in and all that shit, I can help you. Just, We're gonna talk. Yeah. But like, it literally, and it took 90 minutes from like just sitting, talking, shooting the shit to beginning the idea to we had a name, an idea, a logo. We had like a story, a story idea for the brand yeah. in an hour and a fucking half. Like, Fuck yeah. That's the energy and like, the more people that I see just trying it, and I, I, I don't expect anybody to win, I don't expect anybody to fail, I expect efforts to be put forth. And I expect to be surprised with whatever the result is and okay with whatever they do. And I've seen some people fucking succeed at this. People I didn't think were gonna be good or really good, people I thought were gonna be great, not so much. And like, you see me on Facebook, I'd be out there just sharing everything and just yeah. putting shit out there. Pissing people off. <laughs> you piss more people off on Facebook than I do these days. I see people getting fucking in your comments. And the thing is, it comes from a place of love. That's the thing. Like, it's not malicious, but like, I'll say very flagrant things that are in fact true and just wait. I'll wait because I know people pay attention to what I say. Somehow through the way that I've lived you're my in life. A, you're an influencer. Yeah. I mean, you, you're- I truly do this. You're an influencer. You're a person of influence. Like you I'm have a person of interest. That's, people, people like to know what I'm doing. And then everyone just kind of comes out and says their thing because it is everywhere. But also, and also, everyone's comfortable with me. That's like my energy is just a very like I want everyone to be chill with me because like I'm an I'm an only child. I'm like I was at the house by myself all the fucking time. I love being around people. Oh. Like it it brings me joy to be around people. So I, I genuinely want to be around everybody. I mean, I, you know, not to like pump you up, it's just a fact. Anytime I see you out and about, it's like you're constantly like, you know. You're divvying up your time to all these different people because it's like everybody's like Aaron, hey Aaron, hey Aaron, hey Aaron, hey Aaron. It's just you know because you're fucking all over the place and you are open with people and when you put out an energy of like you know the ability to connect with somebody and you remember it's like little little shit like being able to remember like 
hey, you know, last time I saw you, you were talking about this. Are you still doing that? What's up with that? Right? Like, you know, when you can when you can recall some shit that I was I was doing the last time we talked, like that means a lot. Like that. fucking ham in the apartment. You know what I'm saying? Throw a super chat in there, get some FaceTime fucking just raging out in the apartment, you know what I'm saying? Make it a show, like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I gotta figure out what the game plan is with it, but like, There's I know, so much I know enough about it. But like it. That. That's really a dope idea. It's gonna be some like, fun like, shit. Like, just it in general, these concert, like, yeah, like, well, home concert series and shit. Like, I mean, like, it's, it's whack because we're like, I feel like, you know, it's like, that just pushes us getting together further out. But at the same time, like, you know, it's like, dude, that's, I know what music is for me, bro. You know, that shit's important. You're doing small so, gatherings. So here, so this is the, the in progress thought I've had about this. Cause this is, I can even say it's a million dollar idea. And I can tell, and I can tell a million dollar idea to people. I genuinely believe, like I said, I have blind faith in the world. I can tell someone exactly what I'm going to do without the fear of someone doing it because if they even if they try and do it, I'm going to do it better. And if they don't do it, then they think it's just a great idea. But that's the like that's the level of like foolish just positivity that is in my life. It's like I don't care. The re- like I'll give I'll give you the you can have that knowledge if you execute it. Great. If you don't, you still have a great anecdotal thing to talk about. But like I'm gonna go do the thing I'm talking about doing. And the way that we have to go about doing this taking the in-person experience of going to a show. Because uh, we've seen people doing the stream, we've seen people that are doing the outside but in socially distant areas doing it. Uh, it's a lot of pieces, and there should be, and there is a way, and this is what I've been thinking of, but there's a way to combine all of that mm-hmm. into, a, into a way where you can do the key tenets of what you would do on a night out or on an evening out. You would go and get some food, you would go and get something to drink, be it alcoholic or non-alcoholic, depending on what you want to go for and then some form of entertainment. Ideally, those are the three things that everyone misses about going out, right? Mm -hmm. So without trying to hide the fact that we're doing this from home, like just owning the fact that it's a thing that's from home. This is the idea that I'm working with this DJ, DJ son that's in this area about doing this, but it's like, that's the synthesis that we're working on. It's like, how does that work? And when we figure out a way for Baltimore to do the way that it needs to be done, because it's going to work here before it works anywhere else. This is for us. We're going to figure out how to make it to where we can get uh, a bar or a space that has that serves alcohol and a restaurant that serves food or someone that serves food that's able to cater to people that may want to do this and then get a DJ or get someone to record a performance. Whether you do it live, whether you do it pre-recorded, the goal is to, is to cover an hour of someone's time. I feel like if you're paying 20 bucks for something, an hour of entertainment for 20 bucks is not the worst pay for it. It's not the worst paywall to get to something. Like, it's a manageable number, it's a round number, it's something that, depending on who you put into it, it may be more, it may be less, depending on the quality of what you're getting, but I think in weird multiples, like, I think in like, it's like, not like $3, $5, $7, $11, $15, $20, and then like goes to $30, but like, I think in weird numbers of breaking up people's money, but if, three or four different heads need to eat, there needs to be an agreed upon number that everyone walks away from. And it has to be someone that is diplomatic enough in the approach to want everybody to have an equal slice at the cost of them getting possibly a little less of a slice to build equity in what's happening with it. Everybody wants to be at the table, but you making the business move are an additional member at that table. And people kind of get stuck on that. 
So I think I'm building a team up to get this rolling, and I'm gonna pitch this to a couple different spots, and we're gonna make this work for a couple of things. So we also have to make sure the production is important. It needs to look as good as the package is gonna be advertised to, to be. Mm -hmm. It should be something that you can do passively. That's why I think DJs are at a point now where we're at a crux to, to shift from finally not doing IG Live DJ sets. Like I love the idea at the beginning of quarantine, but the IG Live DJ set takes away the audience's phone and the audience for your your intended audience, your key demographic, needs that phone. Because mm -hmm. they're gonna share it, they're gonna talk right. about it. And if you take the phone away, because they're viewing it, how are they gonna share it? It kinda it like puts the carpet for the horse a little bit. Mm -hmm. So really, we're making it to where people are getting a full package. We're gonna call it just add water. Because we're gonna do all of that thinking of what needs to be done in a way that you only have to add water. You pay for what the package is, we put the package in place, we've already done the curating for it so it makes sense, and that way you're good to go. If it's one place, if it's two places, if it's three places, if it's whatever, it's just a matter of we do the thinking and we just reverse engineer it. You can yeah. be, you can revert, you know, being an entrepreneur means you have to be an engineer, a social engineer. You gotta reverse engineer everything to make it work to then work on what you're trying to do. So that's what's happening, it's just, we're working for a way to make it look attractive for it to be relatively ironclad and then to actually benefit as many members as possible inside of it because the ideal goal is the businesses that get an individual event through this group will be able to actually work together to continue to do more events and actually be aware of what's happening in their different areas or different demographics they actually didn't know they had. Because someone in like Upper Fells might not think that the artsy kids in Charles Village, Remington, and Station North might actually want to come down and do something, but if you've got good food, good, good music, and you're not racist as fuck, you're probably going to have people coming in and at least spending an hour of your time. And 20 bucks for an hour is not that bad if you're talking maybe charging a cover if you do that or getting something to eat or something to drink. 20 bucks is not, is not difficult to part with for an hour. I've spent, I've spent more in less. We all have. So that's the thing, it's like, how does it work in a way that it makes pro everyone profit, but builds everyone up to establish that you can work together like this and continue the network, much in the way that I've been trying to do myself. So this is like taking a case study that I made for me, like I'm, I'm my own case study for this, and I'm gonna apply it to a business. That's not me, that's me and somebody else. And we're gonna see how this shifts and adapts to work in this environment, and if it works, it's gonna take the fuck off. And I have a strong feeling it's gonna take the fuck off. And I'm willing to fail on it in the process of getting it to take off and not, you know, be dope. Because I'd rather go down in a blaze of glory trying all the way out than just like half-ass my way and kind of just like sputter and give up, right? Absolutely. So I think That's there's a, I think we're at we're at a point where we're crossing we're crossing over. The wave is cresting and it's about to crash. And when it crashes, this idea is going to hit and it's going to be the summer's going to be plotting and planning and doing all the back end work we're really aiming for the fall. That's the thing, in order for people to continue not going into a crazy depressive state, we need to save the fall time. We need that end of summer into early to mid fall, even going into late fall, depending on if we can get our shit together for this. But some way that it can be packaged, where you can go to a building and pick something up. You can get a thing from them. And you can go home, or you can, if you feel like your social pod's comfortable, you can get them together and do something like that, but it's picked because those things all make sense, and it's marketed to people that would hit all those different spots. So like that's the, that's the, that's the million dollar idea, and I'm going to have, we're gonna have that done by the end of August, I feel. Fuck yeah. So it's like, 
this is this is me just gonna I'm just gonna strike out and do this shit. This is the first time I've talked about it because I talked to the guy yesterday about this. So y'all got it first. Oh well, yeah, we love having the exclusive. <laughs> People definitely follow up as as you progress yeah. with the planning. Oh, so and I got I got a guy that's younger than me doing this too. I got a guy that's younger than me doing this because he's gonna keep me on task because I have crazy ideas, but I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I just get a little bit I get a little bit squirrely and I got to just rein it back in. And he's like all hustle, but I'm just like, cool, we're going to hustle in this direction. And then we're going to go in this direction. Then we're going to both make our moves as we're doing all this. Hell yeah. So we're going to be all right. Yeah, fine. We're building, up, we're, building up the, we're building up the people beneath us, or the people not beneath us. We're building up the people around us so that we can support them from behind. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is a project for me and DJ Sun to do, but I want this, and I picked him specifically because I felt that he was a good candidate to do this with me. So this is an idea that I had for him. I just happened to be latched on to the idea because it's my idea and we're doing this together. But that's that is what that is what I do. It's like I just come up with million dollar ideas that I think are great, and I give them to people as they are needed, whether they ask me or whether I just have one and I think of somebody. It's yeah. so like now that I know you guys, you're probably, you might randomly get like, and it may not be now. It might be in like three months or like a year. But it'd be like, hey, I thought about this thing for that one time we did the podcast. You should try doing this and see what and see what happens with it and get back to me and just like not worry about getting a response. Thing that I thought you should oh, give yeah, a I love that shit. I, I mean, mean, I do that shit to people all the time. Like, hey, we're friends and I follow you. Why don't you try and do this and that? I see that you're struggling with this. This might help you. And it's just, and yeah. sometimes people do and sometimes they don't. You yeah, know? but it's like, it's just, I'm just, I'm just in good spirits. It's like, I just sure. want everyone to win. I want everyone to win, even oh. if I don't know you that well or I don't even like you, you deserve a chance to win. Everyone Plus, deserves a chance to if win. If you win, then, you know, there's a po possibility you could come back and fucking say, hey, I'm winning. Here's how I think I can help you win. Let me get in on what you got going on, or, or even just as as little as like, a, hey, you your fucking little piece fucking helped me to crush some shit. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that mm -hmm. shit. Cause like honestly, the more you know, that well, shit sticks with people. That's your legacy, bro. Exactly. Yeah. We're building legacies out here. Hell yeah! It's like I mean. Hustle from a kid, it's kids. <laughs> if at the moment both of us can win more, mm -hmm. right, and be, we're currently not winning more, mm -hmm. then what are the two things that are happening? Other people are winning more, and we are not. So maybe if you win more, I win more, or if I win more, I can help you win more to continue exactly. that upward trajectory. Like, like the only negative here is that we're not winning. So yes. how do we win? Because if you win, I can win. You know, because right now, if neither of us are winning, I don't like the winners. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'll we like both you more hate as the winners. Winner. Maybe yeah. I'll like you more as a winner to make me more as a winner, mm -hmm. and then we can just continue to win more. Yes. You know, like the you grand continuum. Put it in my pocket. I'm gonna put it back in your pocket. Yes. And then you put it back in my pocket. and I'm gonna put it in your pocket. But like, but the, the people I know, because I noticed that I run through a lot of circles in the city. So I've seen the small business owners, I've seen the like people that would purchase for them, I've seen the like the kids that are in the city that are like the artsy ones and just want to figure out what the fuck's going on. That's and all I've this watched, neighborhood. Yeah, but like I've watched people learn how to pass the buck to keep everybody afloat. Yeah. They're taking that they're taking advantage of that tactic and it's like the same five hundred dollars just as someone gets it, it gets rotated through and you just continue to do that and it keeps everybody afloat just a little bit. Right. But it's like the best way to positively spin the crabs in the bucket analogy. It's only crabs in the bucket in the way that crabs might not crabs don't have the capacity to think about just linking and building and moving everybody up. Which is why it's an analogy. It's a euphemism that you apply to how you operate in your space. If we're the metaphorical bucket, if we're the metaphorical crabs, the metaphor only goes but so far. Because that metaphor can't be your reality at some points in time because there's a reality that's in front of you, but it's like, oh, we're all in, it sucks together, 
if it sucks again, let's try and all just not make it suck a little, let's make it suck a little bit less. Just work on a little bit less. And that's the win. Like the wins could be an inch, it could be a centimeter, it could be a mile or a country mile. But every win is a win and they're all, they're all celebrated. That's the thing, we, like people don't give value of their fucking wins. Well, and that's also because they're, they don't understand, you know, and this brings it back kind of to the social, the conditioning aspect of things. Like we are essentially trained to think about things in such a negative perspective and it's like, you know, it's easier to be negative than it is positive in so many situations. Mm -hmm. Like it takes twice as much work to make something positive if you don't fucking work that part of it. Mm -hmm. You have to understand like gratitude and what that really means. You have to fucking understand like how to fucking, you know, back to the empathy piece. Like these are the kinds of things that are required in order uh, for us to like fucking continue that mm -hmm. right. mentality. Well, it's like when you stack when you stack that with like a, an eighty twenty rule. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So if you because empathy is very important, kindness is very important. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, if you find the eighty twenty rule where you want to help everybody win, and give a hundred percent towards everything that I'm doing. But 80% of my 100% is going to the smaller 20% of the things that matter the most, <laughs> yeah. right? Then my small 20% is going to go to the 80% of other things, but I'm still giving 100% at all times. That way you can control, you know what I'm saying, the empathy, the kindness that you're giving to <laughs> the right energies. You know what I mean? To get the return that we're talking about. For to, sure. see, to see the return of investment in an emotional and then eventually monetarial or, or not even monetary, but just success in mm -hmm. any form or fashion, right? Because success can be anything. You know what I'm saying? Like you can be finding success in some type of exercise that you've been doing, some type of diet that you've been doing, some type of spiritual journey that Yo, you've been on. So, I had a, so with that note, I had a thing where to, to Synthesize it all down. It's like an easy way to remember because everyone, like our, our brains, remember things in threes really well. It's like you can be successful in your access, you can be successful in your finance, you can be successful in your resources. Because mm -hmm. you can buy resources, but you can't necessarily buy access, but you can access resources. So, like, it's all, it's like that's the thing. It's like you just have, like, those are the things though. It's like some people, some people just have money to burn, they don't have good ideas. And those people that don't have good ideas are people that you see trying to start businesses that don't do so well. Not that they're bad at, it, it could be that they're bad at business, it could be that the business they tried to start just wasn't a fit for them when they really had to go and do it. But if they've got money to burn and they can be, and you can invest, you can get them to invest in an idea in a way that still benefits them, where maybe they have a little bit of creative liberty or they have a thing that can be done and there's empathy inside of the why they're doing it and what they're doing, but you can win in the way of just like figuring out what strengths you play to. Like that's how, got, that's how I've done most of my life and most of my careers have always been, I know who I need to know, I know where that person is or where they like to go to and I know why that person likes to go there for most everybody and then I do it for every single person I tend to meet. And just, pat, and it's pattern recognition. When we were like, when we were still in like back in like grade school, I remember that I was just obsessed with patterns. Like I played the trumpet, I played music for a long ass time. Like I love music theory, but like the world is looking to patterns. That's like the only math I care about. Mm. But if you can figure out the pattern of how things work, life does get easier. It's how hustle works. You figure out a pattern that it creates income and you just figure out a way to either to sustain that or increase it in a way that's profitable to you. So 
people that just don't pay attention to shit, people that don't have agency like the point we made earlier, people that just kind of go through life like in a haze of monotony and just routine that don't think about stuff. It's like, you gotta just, you gotta like, you gotta look at your ideas. Like actually think about your ideas, take information in. Like I don't listen to podcasts, which people kind of think is weird, but it's not because I don't like podcasts. It's not because I don't like them. And I always listen to a recommendation. If someone tells me to, to listen to something, I listen to it. I'll go and listen to it and I'll absolutely enjoy it. I'm that weird ass person that listens to like video essays about things that I'm interested in on YouTube. I will literally on my TV in my in my apartment, I do not have I don't use Netflix or Hulu really or anything. I'm usually watching anime if I'm really fucking high, or I'm watching something on YouTube and it's like existential philosophy or like uh, pop culture reference or like discerning and reading art in art galleries or cinematography or just listening to people kind of talk about um, like narrative process and like literature and I just listen to those things as I do other shit which is not that different from a podcast but it's just one of those I like the control I have of what I'm trying to listen to because I just I know I can find that on YouTube mm -hmm. but like there's just stuff that just is in there and I understand how I passively retain that information in a way that keeps me like smart like at 30 I, I overthink everything I just weaponize my overthinking to be productive and it's not just like sitting around like what the fuck's going on I got like everything going on in my head it's like all right just work on something mm -hmm. play music like have music playing or something playing and just work and that affords the access to people because it's like my work ethic is to go and be out near people Absolutely. and the people have resources and the resources can be money, and people need money. I can find it sometimes. If it's not money, usually it's just give people shit. Giving them time of day, giving them attention, giving them something they can use to better what they're trying to do is not always as good as money, but it's the next best thing, and it builds the connection for you. And it's a genuine give of what I want you to have this so you can do it. I just connected a, a homegirl of mine to the guy that did my shoes because she wants to collaborate with him on a project, and he's like, yes, please send her my way. I would love to do that. And it's just like, all right, cool, fuck it. You're done. Right. And just do that for life. Just give people access to everything you can get access to, and that turns around and just benefits you to what you were saying earlier, Elliot. Fuck yeah. Like, it's just like, it's not hard. It's the, it's a pattern that I've lived on my life for like the last like five, maybe five or six years or so, and it's done nothing but bring me like peace and success and benefit to other people's lives, and in turn, my own. It's just fucking deep. Absolutely. It's, it's funny how a lot of people recently in social media land, right, mm -hmm. have had ups and downs about this, uh, these, these cash app circles mm -hmm. that have been happening, right? Oof. Right, the cash app, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, the people that are so against it, this, this message isn't necessarily for you, but it can be for you as well. But think about this last 10, 15 minute conversation as that same circle, just, you don't have to put any money up. Mm -hmm. Just give the time and energy mm -hmm. to the same random people that like you're if you're saying i'll put in two hundred dollars knowing that if i can convince a bunch of other people on my friends list to put in two hundred dollars eventually i'll get the 800 you know what i'm saying like why don't you just find good positive ways to influence yes. those people and encourage them to find good positive ways to influence other people mm -hmm. in the same manner so then the people that are like oh man well, that's a scam i'm not putting my money up for a bunch of strangers mm -hmm. maybe they'll see the shit and they'll be like oh i don't have to put any money up all i gotta do is some good positive things for the people around just me. Pay like, it forward. I mean, yeah. people want to find the shortcut in life. It's just doing the work is the fucking shortcut. Bro. Yeah. Like, and for some people, it's not even work. Like, think about just the three of us here. 
the things that we can do so casually that someone else would think is high level work is nothing for you. And if it's something that you can do like that and it's just not, it doesn't require that much emotional labor, physical labor, or wasting of your time to do, what do you stand to lose by giving, the, by giving someone a nugget of that? Like that could be their million dollar connection to push them to go do something. Mm -hmm. They remember you and they either break you off or they give you access to everything that you want. I just got some major access to some people that I've been passively wanting to work with in general, like a, like a community of people the other day because I just went and had a conversation with somebody and they were like, you know what? I feel like you're the kind of person that needs to know this. And then boom, doors opened. The thing that I was interested in, there's some access to and an interest in getting me involved in that thing. It wasn't planned, it wasn't intentional, I just had a feeling, it's like, this person come, This person has a thing mm -hmm. about them, yep. and I don't know what it is, and I don't kind of care what it is, but I'm interested in getting to know this person well enough until I can find out what it is, not to use it, but just to know. It's like, maybe, that, maybe there's a way I could do something for that person, and because they're maybe not used to that, it's gonna take some time to do that, but fuck it, I got time. We yeah. all have, especially in quarantine, we got time to get real personal with all the people that we know, which like everyone's not fucking with everybody right now because everyone's true colors are coming out. But everyone's got time to like actually check on each other and be like, yo, what are you really about? Not like on some bad blood shit, but just like, I need to know. Well, and plus you gotta understand also, I mean, you're talking about then dealing with people's beliefs mm -hmm. and like <clears throat> you're hitting, like you think about everything in the world right now, we're having so many uncomfortable uh, con like conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Like, literally, my social media is littered with Black Lives Matter, police, like, you know, beating up black people, um, world elite pedophilia. Like, there's just so many conversations being had, you know, a virus, like, you know, people thinking that because they know one person that, that died of coronavirus, like, that it isn't a part of a bigger agenda. It's like you're dealing with emotional issues and like emotional belief and thought processes that you're impacting like their whole conditioning and shattering walls and like trying to like address things that people have to compartmentalize as a part of the human experience on a regular <laughs> basis. Like that shit is fucking hard. Which is what we started talking about at the beginning of all this, like the, the understanding that you haven't had agent. You haven't had agency. You haven't really done much. Like you haven't really shaped you. Yeah. You were shaped by your environment, and you just went out as this like half like half set clay mold, and we're just expected to go do things. And first off, we got to remember like it's got to be okay. Like it, it's not acceptable in like the long run, but it's got to be okay in the moment. Like you may not have. You either made the wrong decisions or you did not have control over it. And it's better to assume that they didn't have control and let them tell you they actually made that choice than to assume that they made that conscious effort to be a shitty person and turn out poorly. It could happen either way, but like just little weird patterns like when, like if this happens, go this way of being positive about stuff. Like if someone flakes on me, give them a couple of days and just check on them. See if something actually happened and came up with them. Even if they flaked, they'll admit to flaking because you bothered to check on them. And it like avoids the issue, it avoids the pride, it avoids the ego and pride coming out. And you might just be like, they're like, yo, I fucked up, yo, let's figure out this day, I'm free this time, I got you on X, Y, and Z. Like, and that's a, it's, if you wanna really just make it black and white, that's still a win because you went and got, you got what you needed out of that, which I'm was the, People respect that. And I'm, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I'm the king of, hey, 
my bad, sorry, I flaked on you the other day. I had a moment. Like shit, well, and it's just like shit comes up and life comes up in, in the moment, you know, and it's, I hate to say it like, but sometimes shit is more of a priority than like going to fucking hang out or do this or that, or it's like I'm already here and there's this happening. Shit happens, but like, you know, give me a day or so and then I'm hitting you up and I'm saying, hey, my bad for the other night. Like that's on me. Yo, I got a phone call for like, I got a week ago. I got time for you I here. Respond to. Yeah, I got concrete yeah. time for you here. Is that yes. work for you? Yes. You know, like, and people have to have to understand it. It's like dude, I have two about to be three kids, like multiple business endeavors that I'm working on, mm-hmm. like you know, and I'm trying to get to everything while and still, still be a person and and have like kind of you know certain shit has to be for me. It's about feeling it and, yeah. and knowing the right times mm-hmm. and and sometimes I'm not always good at upfront saying hey right now it's not good for me mm-hmm. but I do my best to be able to admit that and say hey I apologize for that here's where I got some time for you let's mm-hmm. figure this out I think that goes back to you know early on when we were talking about fucking finding happiness in what you do yes it's like when you say when you say like you gotta find time to be a person I think the biggest goal or aspiration at least in my eyes is is that time to be a person is all the time mm-hmm. right like like everything i'm doing is the time to be that per like so when you when when it's that situation life comes at you fast flaked on somebody hey yo this is what this is, you know, science here can we figure this time out let's mm-hmm. let's get together everything like that it's it's the fact that that is part of finding happiness is making time for that person mm-hmm. away from the hustle and bustle that is everyday happiness, mm-hmm. right? It's a piece of the happiness and sometimes you gotta just, you gotta factor what's the imp- most important level. So mm-hmm. to, to tie in what you're saying, it's not that you should feel or there's any ill regard to say that you have to, the other things take a priority, it's that if this is my 80% of my happiness, is everything I do all the time, you know, it's no offense, you are in the 20%, but you are still a part priority of my 100% of giving me to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, like you gotta love people from, from a distance in a good way to be able to be the best you that you can be for them, and that goes on so many different levels, and like, I mean, that's, that's, that's why happiness, as far as your everyday focus, is so important before you put, you know what I'm saying, the end goal and the aspirations of all like, whether it's monetary or if it's fucking, you know, uh, physical or whatever you're looking to have, just find the emotional like connection to it all first. You know what I mean? Well, and that's also, I mean, for me, sitting here thinking about it um, and trying to reflect on uh, why, right? I'm always trying to dig deeper and trying to question why my own thoughts, my own motives, my own fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I know for me, it sometimes can be as simple as like, well, I got I got a lot of shit going on. Like, how much of a priority is this for you, right? Like, cause especially if it's somebody that needs something for, more for me. Yes. It's like, cause I'm always down to help. I'm always down to like, you know, lend a thought process, lend some time. You know, uh, you know, you know what you have expendable or disposable right. to pay people in now, that moment. Obviously, paying me puts it at more of a priority. Mm-hmm. You know, because then I, you're already reciprocating the energy up front mm-hmm. by saying, "Hey, I need you for an hour, so I want to bounce X, Y, and Z things off of me. What can you offer me?" And like, I gotta get better at doing that. I'm so bad at asking people for money for my time for that shit. Well, and like, you know, it's if it's something where like, you know, hey, 
yeah, you know, money's coming on the back end with this, you know, it's always something that can be worked out, right? Like I'm always down to have a conversation and give somebody at least an initial bit of time for conversation in regards to whatever it is. But like, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? Because I have the things that are a priority for me and maybe if I'm not completely sold on it or like I don't have the time to dedicate as much energy as might be required, you might need to lead it up, you know, and I can invest certain elements cool but you gotta be you gotta be on your shit right like you know when I wanted to be a manager at fucking zoomies and you fucking crush it exactly just how it was so it's like you know when people want it but I also know that like I had to be motivated mm-hmm. to do it like I had to show up and say hey motherfucker like I want to be a manager I want to be a manager like what do I need to do hey these are the things that I'm doing these mm-hmm. are the fucking what other responsibilities can you give me? Like, I need to fucking, like, people are not motivated enough or aggressive enough mm-hmm. to, you know, or they just don't fucking know. And and sometimes it can be hard for me mm-hmm. because I just live with the perspective of closed mouth doesn't get fed. Mm-hmm. So if I need something from you, I'm going to call you and I'm going to ask you, what do you need to do it for mm-hmm. me, right? Like, I need your services. You say you can do this, right? What What would it take for X amount of time, or mm-hmm. whatever project, or how you know, however long this is going to take? It's like oh, yeah. cool. The problem is that like when it's people that you know mm-hmm. who don't want you. I mean, you said mentioned feeling bad about telling people what you need like that. Yeah. But then the problem I know for me, if I don't tell somebody, then. I'm not gonna wanna make it a priority or I can't make it a priority mm-hmm. because I need to prioritize the things that are making me money. Exactly. And I don't wanna charge you because you're my homie exactly. or whatever. But then like, I'm still not showing up for you and giving you the energy that you need from me in order to, to Now you know, what's, well, you know what's with that though that I've noticed with the kind of same thing with the energy you, prove, you put out into the world of how you operate. Depending on how you move and how people understand how you move, the not being able to help is still the help because I'm like, I, there was a point where in my YouTube digging and trolling, I came across uh, this channel called The Future. Just like it was like a, it was about like entrepreneurs and design and business, like this kind of like that kind of sort of thing. Talking about selling, talking about all that stuff that we knew, but talking about doing it for larger contract work where you could actually you could actually ask for rates and shit. But it was um, it was just really really useful of like talking about like the time that goes into this shit. So it's like. The closed mouth doesn't get fed, but the time that you spend being consistent with people, where you're like, hey, I've got time, this, this, and this, but if I can't do this, I've got this person, this person, and this person that probably could. Oh, it's the, yeah. the add on. That's the thing, that's the thing that unlocks people to like, wait, if I can't do it, or even if I don't want to do it, I tell like I don't I'm I'm not even unafraid to tell people or publicly it's like if I if you tell me an idea and I don't like it. I'm not gonna lie and say that I want to do it. I'm gonna be like, this isn't for me, but I'm never gonna leave it at that. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's always gotta come into like, you came to me because you trust my judgment, you trust my perspective, you trust my, my opinion, my experience. I am an expert. My ten thousand rule, my ten thousand hour rule, cleared it. I've done it. You know you can trust what I, where you're coming to for. You might not be coming to me for me. You might be coming to me for what I have access to. They're doing what we're talking about in that analogy there. So if it's like the a, thing about the time, effort, and energy I put in, right, yes, develop right, that relationship. Yes, exactly. And if I spent years talking to my boy Elliot, and he's like, "Yo, I got this idea. I want you to do this." I'm gonna make time to listen to my boy. Right. 
and I'm going to say, hey, if I can do it, I can do it. If not, I'm going to put you in touch with someone that you should be in touch with doing this yeah. because yeah. that's my contribution. That's the, le the, the least I can do is try. The worst I can do, or no, yeah, the worst I can do is not get the thing or not succeed. Absolutely. And when you make it sound small like that, every loss is, every loss is just like, all right, cool, it sucked. It could be a major loss. You're like, yo, that sucked. But it's gonna have to at the end of the day be like, all right, tried it, didn't work. Got to brush myself off and just go out there and just hit it again. You pivot, you keep it moving. What's annoying is like, I mean, and just to give another business example is like, you know, we were having some events here. And uh, for the first one, I was trying to get a buddy of mine to come out and take some photos, mm -hmm. a mutual friend of ours, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, there was a, a prior unfulfilled, you know, uh, like contract that fell through between him and I. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so I just never was refunded some of my deposit on some work. But I was like, look, I got a thing coming up. We're boys. Don't worry about that. We can, that's, we, handle it later. we can handle that later. I'm willing to pay you. Like, what do you need to come out and do this? Like, well, no, I don't, you know, I can't take any money from you because of what, you know, our current situation. I'm like, dude, don't worry about that. I want I your need, work. I need you because we're homies and I know the situation that you're in. And so I'm trying to help support you and your business, right? Like, you can't, like, that's, that's the thing that's fucked up is when it's friends and family who do that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you gotta let it. You, it's gotta. You gotta leave well enough alone. Like the, uh, the opportunity stops when you offer. Oh, for sure. And Absolutely. getting to that point where we're comfortable with that, no one prepared. No one tells like, you how you gotta prepare. You for don't that. want. You don't want me to pay you. You want me to go find somebody else and pay them. Like. And then be like, all right, cool, bet, and that. But see, at the same time, though, and this is where I realized. You gotta kind of, you gotta let your ego run wild a little bit. In like very short instances, you gotta let your ego out and play. It's like a puppy. It's gotta go run. Gotta let it out. If I offer you something and you like kind of poo-poo it away, you're like, I'm not going to do it because like I just don't like I don't think it's of like my time or that's the tone that it comes of it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go to the next person. I'm gonna go to another person. Yeah. I'm gonna get it done. And I'm gonna flex because it's gonna probably turn out better yeah. because I told the person like, yo, I went to this person first and I really wanted their work. This is what happened. I think you're just as good, if not better. What can we do? And then it's like, cool. I light a fire under them because I know I know their work is good because I still sought them out. They understand the position I'm in and why I want their work. And I even tell them, I was like, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of want to flex a little bit. I kind of want to throw. I kind of want to, you know, drag my nuts a little bit just because. And it's never out of bounds. It's just like. This is what you could have done because it's like I wanted you to do this. It's okay. like a, you didn't want to do this. It's okay. You didn't see it as a thing you wanted to do. That's fine. I'm going to show you. I'm going to make it like a really desirable thing because that's the way that I produce content, and produce work. But it's also going to be like, yo, next time I do this, I'm gonna hit you up because I want you to do this. I got to kind of show. Like if people don't want to believe the hype, you got to show them that you're worth the work. You're worth right. the wait, and then be like, yo. The offer is still on the table. I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer. You're gonna turn me down. I'm gonna outdo what I thought I was gonna do, and I'm still gonna want your ass to be a part of it because I care about you succeeding. I want you to win. Lead the horse to water, and if you don't drink, I'll drink the water and say, "I'm gonna make you thirsty as hell, motherfucker." It is delicious. Speaking, speaking of ideas that nobody should poo-poo away. By the time YouTube lands, you guys see this. We will have already announced the uh, first Sunday Cypher beat on Instagram, uh, third Sunday in August, we are going to get this together. Uh, actually spoke off cam to Mr. Brown himself about trying to help, you know, figure out some, some awesome ideas to make it as perfect as it can possibly be. So keep on the lookout for that. 
Um, definitely going to be a fire, fire event. Is there anything that you have coming up in the city? Anything going on? Yeah, the next like thing about before we run about town. I mean, what should the viewers know coming in the future, or your, or anything? You just gotta let the people know. So here's the great thing about all the weird shit that's happened in quarantine is I've really been able to just comfortably let shit happen. So just watch what's happening, like just watch me, like just pay attention to what I'm sharing, pay attention to what's coming out because there's going to be interesting things that are happening. Emo Night's gonna be doing some great content uh, starting in September with me. I've got my own brand, which is Searching for Something, which is my dance, my, uh, my dance party experience. I've got some stuff that's happening with that. I'll be DJing Artscape in the city at the, on the 26th, so tune into that to be on street. I, I don't know where to, it, we'll put it in the comments when I figure yeah, it out, yeah, yeah. but um, we'll sure we I'll be doing that. And then just, here's, I put this out to everybody. I don't really hide anything. I just share everything that's going on in my life. My DMs are always open. I will read pretty much any message anybody sends me. If it's a question, if it's a comment, if it's a critique of something that I've said or that I've done, I welcome all of it. I want everybody to be able to be access what's going on in my head because there's a lot going on here and I always want to know more and I want to be able to do more shit. So I'm here. Just hit me. It's Brown About Town on pretty much everything. Just watch him. You heard it. Yeah. Brown About Town. Just Brown fucking about watch. Town. <laughs> and then let's talk about it. That's all you can do. Is <laughs> Yeah, Aaron, thank you so much for Absolutely. taking that pleasure on short notice coming through. Uh, it's great to smoke some weed with you. Great to chop it up and, and really catch up on everything you got going on. Um, super excited, you know. Long time coming, man. This is good. Oh yeah. Plus, uh, I definitely need to uh, hire you for some photo work, you know, for some of our mutual friends and me. And I'm trying to put together a little collection featuring some. Aaron Brown photography on it. Let's go. I'm um, here for it. Yeah. So let's put together a. a rates list for uh you know a photo session with mm -hmm. you know our friends you know that i'm not even gonna tell people about <laughs> it because it's gonna be fucking so ill gotta keep that Let's go keep and, you know, man look aaron's gonna i know aaron as a photographer i know he's gonna bring the best out of these people i know it's about to be fly he's gonna take any idea i have and 10x that bitch for sure. Let's go. So, I'm pumped. thank you aaron appreciate it absolutely it was pleasure it's a pleasure a pleasure now yeah. we're gone